On this episode of Missouri Catfish, we talk to Gary Moss, third place finisher in the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament Points Championship. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Shove off with us and let's get started. Telling stories by the fire, cicadas are singing like a thousand piece squire. And then Dad says, Did you hear that? That's the sound of an Appaloosa cat. Bye. It is January 31st. Hard to believe that January is just about over. We are ticking down winter. Almost February here. Again, I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. And perhaps a better way to get a hold of us is on Facebook at Missouri Catfish Podcast and Night Owl Bait Company. Just send us a message on there. I don't have a lot of news today, but I did see in the new Missouri Conservationist past podcast guest, Steve McMurray, who is the Muscle and Clam Specialist. He was on Season 1, Episode 15, talking about mussels. He had a little segment in there about the federally endangered scale shell mussel, so if you're interested in that, check that out and check the podcast out or check the new Conservationist out. And I have been getting many catalogs. These businesses know that fishing is around the corner. I've gotten a Cabela's, a Bass Pro, Catfish Connection, Fishnet Company. I'm sure Memphis Net will send one pretty soon. Everyone's gearing up for the season. It, It seems like people are gearing up even earlier this year than last year. Maybe that's just the perception, but it's really, really gearing up here. And without further ado, we will go to the interview with Gary Moss. And Gary's, as you'll hear from here, from his interview, he's a relative newcomer, but he is strong. It it finishes. He's he's very consistent. He goes to him. He spends time on the water. He pays attention. And this is a cool interview, and it's a good, a good difference in him versus some people have been doing it for decades. He's he's just coming around to it and doing very well, and and I think the future looks very bright for them. And I'm I'm real excited for for the next year for them. And so again, without further ado, here is Gary Moss. Okay, we are here with Gary Moss, and this interview has been about three months in the making i think i've we tried after halloween last last year i guess now and um great to have you on here well thank you appreciate it and glad to be here so you all ended up finishing third in the points in the central missouri catfish tournament you and shannon berry is that correct yeah, I fished with Shannon a couple times. Uh, fished with my stepson most of the year. Uh, 
but he travels with work and couldn't make the last couple tournaments. So, but yeah, I finished out the year with Shannon. Okay. And I guess just to back up, where, where are you from? I'm from Moberly, Missouri. Okay. And, and when did you start competition catfishing? Uh, last year. Okay. So you're, you're coming I, on to it then. I am relatively new to the rod and reel fishing for catfish. I've done some bank poles and trout lines and stuff like that. But up until the last couple of years, I just started rod and reel fishing. Huh, and, and how'd you get into that? Uh, my brother-in-law took me and we kind of talked about it. And I've always had an interest in catching big fish. Grew up in on the salt water. So uh, I just, I don't like the... I don't like to catch small fish. If I catch one, I want him to be a big one. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think most of the listeners do too. A, a, a big bass is just a, a smaller catfish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I call that bait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you all got third. So you're really picking it up and you all really had some consistent finishes this year what what do you think your all secret was having an open mind not being locked into one idea or one spot to fish or uh because when you you know as well as anybody you go into a place you kind of got an idea what you want to do well we all know the fish have other ideas so you got to be willing to change with your environment and we was always willing to do that so so does that mean for you like going not dwelling too far on one spot always keep moving or you just scrap the game plan and if the shallow water bites not there like what's it look like for you when I, when I go in, of course, you know, you got an idea kind of where you want to fish and we go set up and usually 30, 40 minutes, if nothing's happening, we're usually pulling anchor and moving on and go try something a little different because obviously what you were doing wasn't working. Uh, so it's, it's just being really diverse, I guess, is, is what I've kind of had to pick up on. Okay, and were, were most of your all's better finishes, were, would you describe, like, the lakes or the rivers as your strong suit, or has it been across the board? Probably the rivers. Uh, we've had a real good finish at Warsaw this year. Caught a couple real nice fish down there. Uh, and the Missouri River, of course, you know, it's uh, did real well there between Jeff City and, and – uh, I guess farthest we went was Waverly, I guess. But it's it's learning learning new ideas, I guess, is is and how to overcome you know certain situations in it. Yeah, were, were there any did you all hit most of the tournaments or were there any you missed? I, I can't really recall. I made every one of them. Okay. Yep. So like, you know, Mark Twain was 
the wind was just crazy there. It was rough fishing. <laughs> um, in a couple of them, it was extremely hot. You know, that uh, Drake Harbor one, it was triple digits when we put the boats in. I don't know. Yep. So, yeah, it was just across the board, and there were a lot of different waters that, that would really challenge you. Yes. Uh, you know, which I, I don't know. I struggle, I guess, with the lakes like Mark Twain. Uh, we caught some fish, but it, it wasn't very good fishing for us. Uh, Truman, uh, had a rough day on Truman when we was down there at Bucksaw Marina. Uh, but it seemed like every time we went to a river, uh, the fishing picked up for us. Huh. Well, that's good because uh, looking ahead the next year, you know, most of them are on the river. Yeah. Quite a few. And what I like, even the ones at the lake are kind of in areas I think there will be a lot of current. Yes. And that that's my thing is like, I want to go find some moving water. And as we know on lakes, sometimes that's a struggle, especially last year where we didn't have a lot of rain. Uh you know, so it made it difficult to fish the lakes because it was just a crapshoot which way to go and and how, you know, what what your approach was going to be. Right. So was there any tournament, and even if you didn't finish that well, where you was kind of an accomplishment for you, like where you saw some fish on your fish finder or had a plan that ended up working out? that you can recall uh there's two that really come to mind uh warsaw of course i have fished down there at warsaw a lot so i know the river uh so i always expect myself when i go there to to come in you know with a good stringer of fish but probably the highlight to my year was at jeff city uh caught a couple real nice fish uh we we seen them fish on the fish finder and set up on them and was able to capitalize with it and it was a it was probably the highlight of my my fishing so far and and that was a night tournament correct yes sir yes sir did, did you find those at night were, were you moving around and finding them or had you found them that day we decided whenever we launched we was going to go west up the river and we went up, I don't know, went up quite a ways. And then we just started kind of looking, watching on the current seams. And and because I kind of felt like as warm as it was, it was probably going to be a shallow bike that night. So we kind of knew that we needed to be on a current seam, but yet that'll feed into a big flat. And uh, we located them and, and set up on them and... Uh, we, I guess right at dark, we caught our first fish and, uh, there's something about catching a 50 pound fish in two foot of water. That's just kind of, <laughs> kind of gets the adrenaline going. Yeah. Well, I bet when that fish turned, you, you, you saw it flop out there. Yes. Uh, uh, my stepson was fishing with me and he had never caught a big one like that. 
And so that was really a big highlight to me was having him with me and him catching a big fish. And so. Well, that's awesome. And the only thing better than catching a big fish is catching a big fish in a tournament. And the only thing better than that is I think seeing it on your fish finder when you, when you find them and then catch them, that's kind of the ultimate to me. Yes. uh, It's, and it's a struggle. Like, you know, like I said, I'm new to this game. Uh, so learning the electronics and all that stuff has been kind of trying. Uh, you know, and good electronics is, I think, is a lot of it. Uh, okay. What can, can you tell us what you're using or kind of what you, you're going to or whatever? I run a... I run Humminbird Fish Finders, uh, the Helix 12s, uh, which I'm a, uh, I like to do a little back bouncing. So I run a Minkota trolling motor, uh, but that's just about it. But I think the, I think the, in the fish finder world, I think you're going to have to spend some money to be able to locate them fish to capitalize on them. Okay, and and like in that shallow water, you probably saw them on side view then, correct? Yes, yes, sir. They held, uh, they was holding in the deep water until right at dark, and then they moved up out of that deep water on the flat to feed. Okay. And uh, we tried to throw back to them and, and fish the edge, and they just really was not interested until about dark time. Huh. And, and just, you had the, your game plan, you were going to sit there, kind of wait, wait them out and you, you thought they'd move and, and that paid off. Yeah. I just, I thought it looked like the perfect situation. And I, I told Jared, I said, we're going to wait this out for a while and see if them fish move up here to feed. And, you know, we started at what, seven at night. So usually it's an hour and a half two hours before dark and uh but boy once they once they come up it was it was game on then <laughs> well that's awesome and and then you you scored most of it in that first spot then yes yeah we fished that same spot all night awesome and uh did, did you have fish all night uh we caught fish till about one in the morning and uh I think we caught our last fish at six thirty in the morning. Okay. So there was there was about a four hour window there where it was kind of dead. But uh then about daylight they kind of woke back up again and, and then uh uh then of course it's time to head for the boat ramp, you know, to get weighed in. Sure. Sure. Well that's exciting to to find them on there and then then be able to weigh them in that that's just awesome yes it's it was a it was a great time <laughs> yeah so since you're relatively new to this and you're doing well people you know email us uh what do you have any advice for someone starting out that, that wants to do tournaments or e- even just rod and reeling around well i'm a firm believer in education uh Either you're going to learn the hard way or you're going to pay for it. And like this spring, I took a trip with Ryan Casey down on the Mississippi 
to learn how to do a little bit of the bumping and uh which was a great time uh and i watch a lot of videos i mean i am i am constantly talking watching videos about fishing you know it's uh it's my drug <laughs> <laughs> so 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 even when you can't be out there every day you're you're putting your time and resources into into to getting it going yes uh, me and my wife just had the conversation 30 minutes ago about uh when we were leaving for catcon uh at the end of february <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah so well hopefully we could have you on here after that and you could report we went to the one in kansas city i don't know if you went this year and it was I went really to cool. the one the year before, and it, it was small. You know, they're just trying to get that deal going. I think it'll get better over time. But everybody I talk to says the one in Louisville is the one to go to, so I think we're going to make the trip. All right, and, and the timing's good, too, you know, right yes. before everything gets really, really going here. Yeah, Uh which the first tournament is February, I believe February 18th, uh, down on the Osage River, and then the next weekend's CatCon. So I'm hoping we're ready to go for that tournament, but we got to see where I've had to change some stuff on my boat and uh, just to make it a little more fish friendly. Okay, and what what kind of uh, operation do you have there? I got. I fish a Landau deck boat. Uh, I had a 50-gallon live well in it that we had put in, and I've learned that it's just not big enough. So we're going up to an 80-gallon live well, just be just similar to the Sea Arc live well. Uh, we like the boat because it, it has a big bench seat on the passenger side. So... You know, if you got the kids with you or whatever, you can get, you know, multiple people on the bench seat or it works for a pretty good bed in an all-night tournament. <laughs> right. Oh. So you're just kind of tweaking that, just kind of making yeah. it where it'll, it'll yeah. a little bit better fit your needs. Yes, yes. Uh, I love the boat. We put a new motor on, I think, October. We had it ready to go for the November tournaments. Uh, I bet the bullet went to a four-stroke motor, <laughs> uh, which is as high as fuel is, is was a good choice. <laughs> and you can hear yourself think a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's good for you and your whoever's riding with you. Yes. Yes. Oh. And I don't well, know who I'm going to fish with this year. I ain't quite figured it out yet. Uh, Shannon's on board, of course, and my stepson, he'll be on board again if, you know, I ask him to go. But I just play that deal kind of by trial to see who's available usually that weekend. Sure. And um, Shannon, he, he lives down there. He, that highway going to him has been out of commission forever. He's kind of cut off from the world. Yes, yes. 
I live I live straight west of Shannon or east of Shannon. Uh on the other end of BB Highway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're all all pretty close here. I, I know exactly where you're at. Yep. I uh I'm just about three miles from Shane. Okay. Okay. Makes it handy to get bait. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you're going to CatCon, you're going to this tournament, and is do you have any goals this year going forward? Just uh, of course, like everybody else, you know, you always want to beat your personal best. Uh, you know, but just just to be a steward of the catfish. I don't, me myself personally, I don't eat fish, so I don't keep fish. Uh, we snap a picture if we're pleasure fishing and turn them loose from tournament fishing of course they all go back anyways but you know just try to be a, a good conservationist about it all sure sure so so you just want to keep having these solid finishes and um have you had your boat out lately i have not uh i had it out in december i guess but i haven't had it out the month of january so you'll be it, it seems like a long time off but by the time you get your boat out and kind of check out the changes you've done and do a little pre-fishing tournament season's here isn't it it's it's gonna sneak right up on us again <laughs> yeah um, for sure we're kind of excited about it uh but which i don't you know i just want to go fishing whether we're fishing a tournament or we're just going to go pleasure fish uh, you know, to me, it's just, that is kind of my time in life. You can get away and forget about your problems for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Especially, you know, out on that river, it's, you don't see very many people and the people you do see, you want to see it's, it's really awesome to me. Yes. Yes. And that's to me, you know, the peace and quiet and, the. And just the being with nature is just a lot of it. I, whenever we fished at Lake of the Ozarks uh, this fall, I really, not really struggled with it, but it was just a different environment, you know, with the big condominiums and, and that stuff around. And I'm like, this is not catfishing. <laughs> it, it's really weird. It's like you're fishing on a city street, isn't it? it it's, yes. It's, um yeah, and I was completely unprepared. I go down there, you know, you have to go to the bathroom. It's just very different from what I'm used to as well. But yes, uh, I don't mind going down a few times, uh, of course, but it, it is very different. Yes. Yep. So is, is there anyone before I forget, is there anyone you, you want to thank or in, anything, any shout outs out there? Yeah, I would, uh, of course. Uh, Shane Wyatt and his family. Uh, you know, Shane has kind of pointed me in the right directions with equipment and bait and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Ryan Casey, uh, he taught me a lot about fishing the river. Uh, you know, I got to commend that guy. If anybody ever wants to take a trip, a guided trip, he is a good one to do it with. He is a uh, utmost professional, uh, and he will educate you on on what to do. Uh, 
and my wife for putting up with all this nonsense. Well, that is for sure. I, I don't know her, but she's a saint for, for putting up with with anyone that, that does this because it's it's such an undertaking. You know, it, it seems like one day, but it's really like all weekend and it's it's way more than that. We we had that talk this weekend, you know, when our, it's tournament weekend, whether it's a Saturday or Sunday tournament, you know, Friday, you, you want to go look around, see if you can find some fish somewhere. And then you got to go catch bait. And then, of course, you know, if you if you leave home Saturday morning, you're up at two, three in the morning, getting everything hooked up and ready to go. So you can be to the tournament by six. So you're ready to launch by seven. And I mean, it is a full weekend event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're wore out when it's all over. Kind yes. of cranky, Ryan. <laughs> yep. So did did you have any mishaps this year or tearing equipment up? Uh we fished Waverly and the water was real high. Uh we hit a log and uh that we didn't see underwater and spun a prop. But other than that, the I mean everything held up real well and no mishaps and and uh you know just uh had a real good year of it. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that's you, but it's, it's good to have luck on your side, too, because in, in this game, you better have luck on your side. <laughs> OK, well, it's kind of quick here, but is there anything else you want to talk about or, or cover? No, I think we about got over the basis of it. You know, it's it's just, you know, people want to start into this deal. Uh. I see on Facebook all the time, people asking about equipment and what rods and reels and this, that, and the other. And, and, you know, I tell them all, you don't have to spend lots of money to go catfishing. You know, it's, it's, it can be a relatively cheap sport. Uh, you know, and, and you know, as well as anybody, the sky's the limit. You can spend what you want to spend. <laughs> right. But, just everybody needs to get out there and go fishing. Yeah, and, and that equipment doesn't put them in the boat either. No, no. Yeah, uh, you know, I've never, I've never seen a fish know what kind of boat you're running, or what kind of rod and reel you got, or what kind of fish finder you got. If you're good enough to catch him, it don't matter if you're in a canoe. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, hopefully, you know, we're, we're going to have some more people on here, it is, especially as the tournaments, you know, some strong finishers, or even if people didn't finish strong, they want to be on here. Hopefully, you can be on here going forward. And I'd kind of like to have, I don't want to say a technical piece, but maybe a piece like just on fish finders or kind of some tricks on, on that sort of thing. So it, you might think about that maybe. Um, just something a, a little different that maybe if you're not just new, new, may, it, it may be of, of more interest. Yeah. I mean, we all, we all rely on them, especially if you're tournament fishing, you know, and, and, and you're, you're out there, you see the equipment them guys use. I mean, I've got, I've got as much in my electronics as I do my motor, you know, 
because you 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 got to take the guesswork out of it. Yeah, there's just too much water out there. Yes, yes, sir. And I tell you, people that haven't fished tournaments before, the the craziest thing to me, and I think I I said it to Brian Saunders, you think a tournament like you'll have lots of time out there, and it the time just flies. It does. And well, that's, uh, you know, you mentioned Brian, you know, guys like Brian and them guys, I look up to them guys cause they're out here and I guarantee you if Brian's at a tournament, he's going to bring in a good bag. You know, them guys know the river and they know how to fish it. And, and to me, it's like my hat's off to them because they, they're, they're great fishermen. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, Gary, this, this year, I'm not saying other years weren't, but this year looks like it's going to be extremely competitive and, and a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I am too, sir. Okay, well, I- any final final thoughts before we let you go? No, sir. All right, well, well we hope you'll come back on here and... Um, Anytime, you're, you're a welcome guest, and I'm, I'm so glad we finally got this interview in. I thank you, sir, and I appreciate what you're doing for the sport. Thanks again to Gary for his patience in, in setting this podcast up, and he is too kind. Um, we're just putting out a podcast here, um, just trying to fill a, a void where, where I thought there, there wasn't a lot of information, and... I'm old, so so I like podcasts versus videos or TikTok or anything like that. So just putting something out that hopefully will appeal to a little different fisherman. And we thank everyone for listening. And hopefully you can, can share the word and, and, and rate the podcast so we can continue to grow. So thanks again to Gary. I did have a couple tournament thoughts or ideas just to float out there for whoever is listening, I keep listening to other podcasts and how other tournaments are are conducted. And surprisingly, weighing fish is one way to. So you bring your fish in, your five fish, three fish, whatever the parameters of are for that tournament, and you weigh them. And that's good fanfare. And everybody loves it. And and it makes for a a real production at the tournament scales. At the end, kind of a finale uh, of the tournament, if you will. But then I found out that there are other tournaments. And I found out through a podcast talking about high school fishing tournaments. Where they they don't weigh the fish. They go by length on the fish. And they take a picture. There's some app where you... You pick, take a picture of the fish, and you release the fish right there. So you take a picture somehow, and it is verified. These are relatively high-money deals, not the high school ones, but, but the other tournaments. So somehow these can be verified, and where you would you just take a picture of this fish and turn it loose. Now, that appeals to me for a couple reasons. One, for, for entry-level people, the live well on a, on a boat is a huge issue. For example, we have a, 
we have a, a smaller boat. We, we have a bigger boat we take to the tournaments, but we have a smaller boat, a 16-foot G3. It's a nice little boat. You know, you can fish anywhere on it or in our state. You know, you wouldn't want to go on the Great Lakes or something, but you can take it out on the Missouri. You can take it on the Mississippi. It's a nice boat, but it doesn't have a live well, and the live well you would need to have on a boat like that, it, it really cramps things. And there's a lot of older boats out there that the only thing wrong with them is, is they don't have this big live well to keep the fish alive. So, if you had something like that, it it would, hopefully, the entry level, it would, it would lower the threshold for people to try tournaments. And I think once you get people to try tournaments, I think that's the key to retain them. You, you first have to get them. And if you lower the requirements for the boat, the capabilities of the boat, I think that may be a positive thing. And I don't know that we are harming many fish by keeping them and, and weighing them in, and, and they're all required to be alive. But when it's when it's real hot, I, I just can't believe that weighing, taking a picture of a fish measuring its length and turning it loose, that fish has to have a better chance at a, a full recovery versus one kept in your tank for, you know, up to 10 more hours, depending on the tournament and when you caught it in the tournament. So those are things that um, intrigue me. And I know there would be a lot of issues with catfish. They're different than other game fish. They're One, they're tougher to the weight, you know, maybe there's more variability in them than walleye or bass. I, I really don't know that, but as long as the rules were the same, it wouldn't matter. I love seeing the fish being weighed in, so so don't get me wrong. I, I love that. I know Shane's spent a lot of money just now getting these really good scales. He had good scales before, and there wasn't anything wrong with them, but he's upgraded his scales, so I'm not saying botch weigh-ins or anything like that. But I do think it's something interesting to think about if the sport's going to keep growing and, and you want people, maybe some of the fun fishing tournaments, you, there could be a pilot run on it. I, I would be all for trying that. And maybe in some places you can't. Maybe maybe you need cell service with 5G. I, I don't know enough about that. But it is something to think about. Also, I had a thought in, in other competitive events I've, I've come across. And I think Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments, Shane Wyatt's throwing in with some of these other tournaments to have like a statewide tournament. There had been some talk about that this year, which, which is exciting. And I kind of had a different spin. Sometimes there are double sanctioned events. So for example, how that would look like in catfishing Let's say, just for example, you had Central Missouri Catfish Tournament and the All-American Catfish Tournament. They're more toward the west, Kansas area. We're, we're in Missouri. But if you chose to have a double-sanctioned event, it would be like in Lexington or around Kansas City, something like that. And you would make it where... You couldn't have an exorbitant entry fee because I think that would take some of the luster away from it. But basically, you could qualify for points in 
both tournaments. You'd meet new people that probably you wouldn't normally fish with. I know I've never fished an All-American catfish tournament, so it would be exciting for me. So maybe for the same money or a little more money, you could have arguably double the experience. And it it may work out for someone putting on a tournament because maybe you would pull double the boats. I don't know that, but it's an interesting thought that, that had come across that I just wanted to float that out there to people that in, in different things, people are constantly uh, in different competitive events trying to do events to, get, to give you more bang for your buck. You know, it's such an ordeal going to tournaments that I, I think we owe it to ourselves to think about every single way we can make it more rewarding, more enjoyable, more fulfilling for, for all the participants and the people putting on the tournaments. That's just a thought. I would love to hear the feedback, though, on that. And um, anyone that wanted to talk about catfishing tournament formats or certainly anything like that, I know it's a ton of work. So I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong or any... I, I love it the way it is. I, I just had that thought on, on one of my long drives, and um, I'd love to hear your feedback. Looking ahead, as I've alluded to, February 18th, uh, the first Central Missouri Catfish Tournament at Wigwam, Lake of the Ozarks. So hopefully you can be down there. If you don't have a boat, if you're just getting started, if it's out of your league, come down there for the weigh-in. People will be glad to talk to you. If, if nobody else talked to you, I, I know Gary Moss and myself will. And come down, see the big fish. You can be right there in the action and and really get to learning um, how to do this. And, and that's that's the best way, just kind of associating with these guys. February 24th and 25th is CatCon down at Louisville, I believe. And hopefully we'll have Gary on here. If he doesn't think I butchered the interview too bad, hopefully he'll give us a report on here on CatCon and, and what his highlights were and Really, I'd like to know his difference in the Kansas City one and the Louisville one, since he's one of the few people I know that have been to both. And then February 15th, uh, squirrel and rabbit season close. So if you're a hunter, um, those things are wrapping, winding down. And March 15th, spoonbill snagging season starts on, on the waterways. So... Spring is here. I'm pumped. Hope you all can get out there and do some fishing. Give us some feedback. Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. Music by Cowboy Bart. Thank you so much. Tight lines. I was born by a river in a little tent. Oh, just like a